At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, it is time for the fantasy fantasy focus here. I can't speak today. Fantasy football focus here on the drive. And, uh, well... Devin Achan. We got uh, a, we a got a Chan. It was just a heartbreaking two carries, two touches. After being waiting for him to come off IR, he's going to kickstart your team. I know you have him in our league. I have him in my other league. Start him up. Get nothing out Get, of him. It's the worst feeling. It, it, there's, and there's, I, I texted you in the middle of the game. I'm just, you know, covering the, the Steeler game. I'm like, I've got my fantasy lineup up in yeah. addition to everything else. I kept, every once in a while, I'll peek at him. I'm like, did a Chan get hurt? <laughs> sure <laughs> like, did, and early, which is the worst. The two touches. Yet, so I, I not only in, in our league, I not only lost a Chan this week after two touches. I lost Mark Andrews after two touches. Mm. Needless to say, yeah. I'm down like 18 points going into tonight's game, and I've got the uh, Eagles kicker. Ooh, I'm not going to win. In trouble. Yeah, I'm not going to win. Good game tonight. But if you're I in just trouble. get 10 points out of those two guys, just play. Just play. Yeah. Just play. Anyways. Yeah. It also hurt our DFS lineup uh, because, well, we're right now we have 120.56 points. We need about 19 points to get into the money. Okay. Who do we have again? We have Rasheed Rice going tonight. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Now, that, said, that being said, Philadelphia is 32nd against opposing wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So if Rice goes out there and catches... He, eh, probably, he needs to score. He, he definitely needs to get a touchdown. Yeah, he if he has... Score. Six for eighty and a touchdown. We're good. It's possible. It's possible. It's It's not. We're not outside. You know. No, it's not crazy talk. I think he's the best receiver to own from them for sure going forward. Yeah, and expect the second half of the year to be good for Rice. Yeah, because maybe the maybe the Chiefs look at this or the uh, the Eagles look at this and said, "Well, my uh, whoever who did the Chiefs play." When they quadrupled Kelsey, Miami. It was against Miami. Yeah, was Miami. They, they just they quadrupled. Like we're gonna take everybody. We're gonna put everybody on Kelsey and force them to go elsewhere with the football. Then maybe I think that's what teams are gonna do going forward. Yeah, maybe Rasheed Rice has a big yeah, game. I give him a twenty percent chance of coming through. Even if we got five for seventy in a touchdown, in a touchdown that would work. It would work. Possible. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. Anyways, so our our lineup this week we had Kyler Murray and. The quarterback spot. I see an every week starter now. I kind of think he had, he's a top twelve. Yeah, he had twenty two point six six points. He's not good. not great, but he had two fourteen, a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Yeah, he runs fifty five yards rushing and a uh, an interception. The interception might hurt us. Oh, is um, that negative in these? But he was started in twenty one point one percent of leagues. 
We had David Montgomery only owned in 7.9% of leagues, 17.8 points. Dave Montgomery owners are very happy with him this year. He's been a stud. a little bit of time, but he's been really good. He's been a stud. Uh, HN was used in 7.9% of leagues, (laughs) 1.5 points. Yeah. Yeah. Worst. Um, we, We picked the wrong Jaguars receiver this week. We did. Christian Kirk, we had in the lineup at 15.4% ownership. He got a 7.8 points. Mm-hmm. Jags are back and looking strong, but it was Ridley. With, it was, one week. I'm not ready to say they're back there. Well, they won five out of six. And, I mean, yeah, I think I, 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 I'm saying offensive for a, from a fantasy standpoint. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not sure I would be all on board, start Lawrence no matter what, after what he's done. It's been years. a little yeah. – he had more interceptions going into this week than touchdown passes. I know. It's been a rough year. Yeah. Uh, we had the great Tank Dell in the lineup. He had thirty-one point nine fantasy points, but he was owned in fifty-eight point six percent of leagues. For a receiver to be owned that much with so many to pick from, fifty-nine hundred dollars. I mean, no, I know. it was just he a was bargain. A steal, but um, offense, man, I'm I'm all in on that. Offense. We also had get this one. Trey McBride was our tight end at forty-four hundred dollars, sixty-three percent ownership. I mean, I know there's some good ones on by and all that stuff, but man. And we were wow. at five catches for 43 yards. It sounds, I mean, but Kyler everybody was owned him. Yeah. You said Kyler was over 20%. Yeah. Like people were in on that game. Yeah. As were we. As were we. DJ Moore. That was the right call. That was the right call. DJ Moore, seven for 96 and a touchdown. He was owned in 26.9% of leagues. He had 22.6 points. And then the Steelers' defense was only owned in 7.5% of leagues. You had seven points. So, so really I mean, all I'm seeing here is two things worked against us. A Chan, a which Chan. is almost impossible to overcome. Yeah. I mean, you lose a guy in the first quarter, awful, that you paid some good money for. Yeah, $6,600 we spent on him. We could have, if we pivoted. Anyone. You know, to, yeah. Anybody who played the entire game. Any back in that neighborhood. Yeah. And a lot of our guys were really highly owned. Yeah, not uh, Some of them were. Like David, yeah, Montgomery, like, David Montgomery at 7.9% ownership was. was right. Was, was a great McBride, call. Though. Yeah. So, again, we need about 18, 19 points. I think 19, if we get 20 points out of them, we definitely finish in the right. money. Surprisingly enough, not a lot of guys still remaining left to play heading into tonight. Usually, if you if you mm. look at the, the you know all the, the rosters out there, and you can't see everybody's roster, but there'll be a lot of minutes remaining. Yeah, yeah. It's, a lot of people are already at zero. Really? You would think... Mahomes, Kelsey, Rice. You'd think Pacheco, Eagles, Eagles, Chiefs. There'd be a lot of uh, a, lot. a lot of people playing. That's and not the case. They're pricey guys, though. I mean, they Kelsey were. and the quarterbacks. And yeah. AJ Brown are expensive. They were. Uh, looking at this week's leaderboard. Well, there were some points this week. Only four three hundred yard passers this week. Really? You had C.J. Stroud at three thirty six, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Say threw some picks this week. Yeah, got sacked three times in that game as well. Uh, you had Brock Purdy at three thirty three. With three touchdowns against Tampa Bay, I went back and, while we were in break. I looked back, looked back at what Purdy did against the Cleveland Browns yeah. in Cleveland. He was twelve for twenty-seven for one hundred twenty-five yards. <laughs> right, right. And I don't speak for you, but I'm certainly coming around on Purdy. I mean, he's not a joke at all. He's playing really, really well. I think what you're saying is the Browns do that to everything. The Browns do that. They yeah, really do. They're really good at home. And, Especially, I mean, that Niner team is a force. Yeah. Uh, you had Tua with 325, two touchdowns, one interception. He also fumbled, if that hurts you as well. Um, a little quiet, though. Yeah. Tyreek was in out of the lineup. Achan obviously was not. Uh, Waddle, I'm not sure if he's 
And then the final 300-yard passer was Jordan Love with 322 and two touchdowns. I think that was his best game as a pro. Yeah. And, and he impressed me against the Steelers, too. I, I had a higher opinion of him coming out of the Steelers game than going in. One thing we noticed there, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Vegas, and the Chargers. Team. Fire your quarterbacks up against All those right. teams. We had the DVOA and, You can throw Washington into that, too, because they made Tommy oh. DeVito look like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, that's definitely one. I think there's plenty of those out there, but those are great ones. You know, we had the DVOA segment talking defenses, and those guys were – where you'd think they're at. Yeah. Low. If you're thinking that, uh, you know, Tua against the Jets this week might be a bad matchup, well, Josh Allen threw for 275 and three touchdowns against the Jets. True. The Jets just aren't – the defense is good, but they're always on the field. Yeah. I and mean, the offense hurts them so bad. Um, other top performers, I mentioned DeVito. Uh, he was 18 of 26 for 246 and three touchdowns. Took nine sacks. Nine sacks. Nine sacks, and they still won that game. Without Chase Young or Sweat. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Six Washington turnovers. And people say, well, you know, hey, Kenny Pickett couldn't get it done this week, and Tommy DeVito did. Well, if Pickett played against Washington, I would expect him to have similar yeah, numbers I to what Tommy DeVito did. He wouldn't be sacked nine times. He wouldn't be sacked nine times, and he'd yeah. probably have something similar to what DeVito did, mm-hmm. if not better. Barkley went crazy in that Barkley game. went nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, not not huge offensive performances there no. this week. Same thing with rushers. I would say the numbers were higher across the league. Three 100-yard rushers this week. Okay. Led by Jalen Warren. I would say Warren's for number one, right? 129 rushing yards on just nine carries. Mm-hmm. I mean, he broke off a big one, as everyone knows, but it wasn't like his other ones were 1-1-1. One, 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 no, he was 72 or pretty whatever. consistent. He, yeah. had, he had a couple, I think maybe one or two, that went for a loss. In fact, they ran the same play that went for a touchdown later in the second half, and it got dropped for a three-yard loss. Mm. So. It so happens. do you think Warren is a top twenty-four fantasy running back pretty much every week now? Um I think he and Harris are, yeah. I think they're both yeah. two slash threes. I remember I was torn. I in my league I'd pick one out of the other and I took Warren and Especially this week against Cincinnati. I, I like that matchup. I think they're both very startable. And the Steelers are gonna run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh you had Devin Singletary doing again twenty two for one twelve and a touchdown. He's never restarted. Really. I had him in my other DFS lineup, that was gold. Is he a top 12 guy? He might be in that offense. Yeah. I mean, he gets a lot of touches. They're going to run the football. The final 100-yard rusher was Justin Fields. 18 carries for 104 yards. He's back, and he threw the ball well. I mean... I just don't know if he's going to last. If he, Who knows? He's a quarterback out there running 18 times. But, I mean, he's he that DJ Moore heavy. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a good fantasy offense right now. And he's a good fantasy quarterback. Raheem Mostert had 22 for 86. I thought uh, he'd do more when the Chan got hurt. Yeah. He was fine, but he, it didn't blow up. He might be wearing down a little bit at this I point. I was, was a little worried about him. He, he never stays healthy for a full season either. Uh, he had Saquon Barkley at 14 for 83. He caught a bunch. Too, he caught right? a touchdown yeah. pass, yeah. Alexander Madison at 18 for 81 against Denver last night. You can run the ball in Denver. You can run the ball in Denver. And he was... Clear concussion protocol at the last minute. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey at 21 for 78. Montgomery, 12 for 76. You'd like to see more than 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Herbert at 8 for 73. Justin did, yes. I think say Khalil. I got those two. My wires crossed. It. Uh, Ty Chandler had 10 for 73 in that game against. I wonder if that'll be 50-50. Madison's not great. No, he's not. Uh, I mean, he it was basically right, it was basically a 2-to-1 Ratio Madison to Chandler. They were yeah, just running the ball so much because they're they're being really effective at it. Denver gets Cleveland next week. Yeah, yeah. You fire Ford. 
Uh, Royce Freeman, 17 for 73. I have a hard time jumping on that. I understand yeah. that. I mean, they and they should get um, – Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams should be yeah, back. Yeah, this yeah. I think he's clear, ready to be back. Uh, Brian Robinson had 17 for 73 in that game against the Giants. He caught some, He caught too. some he passes. We day. talked about him on DFS. We almost went that direction. If yeah. we'd have gone with him instead of HN, oh, yeah, well, we were in the money. We'd be rolling it. Yeah. Uh, James Cook, 17 for 73, also caught a touchdown pass. I guess he's an RB2. Uh, Joe Mixon had 16 for 69 against Baltimore. He looks fine. I thought that was the best he's yeah. been. You know, I'm sure they're going to lean on him heavy against Steelers. Um, Ekelar had 10 for 64. A little frustrating. Why only 10? And Why they didn't throw 10? him the ball. Yeah, especially they're really looking for a, a receiver not named Keenan Allen. Yeah. If you have one, he's in the backfield. He's in the backfield. Use throw him. to him 15 times. Uh, Gus Edwards had 12 for 62 and two touchdowns. Mm. That's a real thing. Guy. That's a real thing. That he even caught a pass in that game. Anymore. I know. I think his over-under catches was point five. It was point five. yeah. yeah. Uh, then you had James Conner at 14 for 62. Okay. Tony Pollard, 12 for 61 and a touchdown. Talked yeah, about him. And, scored. Talked about him in DFS as well. Mm-hmm. Would have been fine there. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, ten for fifty-seven. Yeah, he's yeah. the one there. Yeah, that Zach Charbonnet had fifteen for forty-seven. Well, the key is Walker. Walker is out, but fifteen for forty-seven isn't exactly. No, it's not. And they play a brutal schedule here coming up. While or if Walker misses time, but he should get a lot of touches. Yeah. Um, just looking here, anything else that jumps out? Well, Jaden Reed had three carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. And mm-hmm. Jaden Reed's like, a, he's an actual fantasy dude now. You can, oh, he is. Yeah, he's some, a thing. Some really dreadful tackling by the Chargers. Well, that's what they do. Oh, yeah. Chargers are going to charge her. No, but they get read the ball. Uh, looking at the 100 yard receivers, there were seven of them this week, three of which were on my fantasy roster. Oh, yeah. Yet. I started a Chan instead of starting all three. Yeah. We could we could start two or three receivers. Yeah. And one sitting he can't on. regret that, though. Everyone starts a Chan on that. That's <sighs> just frustrating. Brandon Ayuk, five for 156 and a touchdown. I think he's not only a wide receiver one for fantasy. I think he might be like the eighth best receiver. The problem the is now. he only had six targets. I and mean, that's always going to be the way. He's never yeah. going to get 12. He's never going to get 15. Not in San Francisco. No. Nope. nope. I mean, if he went somewhere else, he would get peppered with targets. He might go somewhere else. He too. might go somewhere else. He is a free agent at the end of this mm-hmm. year. He's really good. Tank Dell, also on my roster. But Ayuk and Tank Dell. Eight for 149 and a you touchdown. You started Ayuk, I'm sure, right? Yeah. You never I started that. Ayuk and Dell. Okay. That's pretty darn good. I had the top two receivers in the league, and I'm going to lose this week. <laughs> the way it works, man. I had Tua, who is one of the only... 300-yard passers, mm-hmm. and I'm going to lose this. I had David Montgomery, who was one of the top <laughs> running backs, and I'm going to lose this week. You know how it goes. Because of Chan. Got hurt. Uh, so, uh, Dell had 8 for 149 a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, 10 for 146 in a touchdown. He was in and out of the game a little bit with injuries. 10 right? catches. 10 catches, yeah. yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen, 10 for 116 in a touchdown. They lost that game. Allen's as good as anyone not named Hill for fantasy. Anyway. Yeah, he just gets peppered. Oh. Odell Beckham had four for 116. He got hurt in that game. They were basically trying to feature him. Yeah, they were trying to get him some touches. Especially in the second half. Khalil Shakir, three for 115 and a touchdown. It was an 81-yarder. I'm sure he's going to be a hot name on the waiver wire this week. And I would grab him. But what's interesting is I think Dawson Knox comes back this week, which you wouldn't think matters. But Kincaid's not going to get benched. No. So does that mean the slot receiver gets benched? 
I think he might be better than Gabe Davis. Yeah. Uh, they, so their usage coming up here is kind of interesting. Yeah, but still only three. You'd like to see more than three. Yeah. Uh, so he's a good player, though. Yeah. And then Calvin Ridley had seven for 103 and two touchdowns sitting on my bench. I think he's a start every week guy, though. Well, I've been he's starting been him every and, week until this week. Yeah, he's, he's been very up and down. Uh, very big games. DJ Moore just missed at seven for ninety six in a score. You like that? Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf five for ninety four in a score. My bad. Dontavian Wicks for Green Bay at three for ninety one. Is this just start guys against the Chargers? Apparently so, because yeah, I'm not. Pick, don't pick up Dontavian Wicks and throw him. In. He got a few targets against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. No, they like him, but it's it, it's like three targets a game. Yeah, I mean he's not fantasy worthy. He's yeah. But real quick on the Packers, because we did so much research on him just recently, we thought it would be Aaron Jones only on offense. Well, he got hurt. He got this hurt. Game, yeah. And he you know Steelers shut him down pretty good. Their offense might be better than just Aaron Jones for fantasy. Well, I think Jaden Reed's a guy that you. I think Reed. Yeah. yeah. Watson. Mm, yeah, I don't know about him. But right. Uh, George Kittle had eight for eighty nine and a touchdown. Would have liked to have seen a couple of those targets go to Brandon Ayuk. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, then you had Devontae Adams at seven for eighty two and a touchdown. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of targets yeah. all the time. That was against Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at those two cornerbacks, and okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dar- not worried about Adams anymore. O'Connell's good enough to give him the ball to. Yeah. Darius Slayton had four for 82 in a score. Yeah, I'm not biting on any of the Giants receivers. <laughs> <laughs> Nine sacks is all I can think about with that. Amon Ross, St. Brown, eight for 77 in a touchdown. That's just what he does. It's kind week. of slow for him. Even all now. right. Yeah. He's back. Greg Dortch, six for 76. Mm. Didn't score, but he did this la- when they played him last year. With Kyler Murray on the field, yeah, he he was he produced. Yeah, I mean he's the typical slot, get open quick. Who did he replaced uh, Michael, uh, um, the rookie Wilson? Wilson did he get hurt? Wilson or? Wilson didn't play this week, so Dortch was in there for him. Okay, and he I, produced. I say Rondo Moore was out there still. Yeah, I I have no hesitations with that offense. Yeah, I mean if 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 they're going to be miss, if somebody's going to be missing, apparently Dortch is the guy to own. I guess. Dorch on football. I don't know that I'm picking him up off the waiver wire or anything, though. I'd have to see what else is. Yeah. You know, there's not going to be much out there at this point. No, there won't be. Uh, Adam Thielen, 8 for 74. I called that one. I trust him. I mean, it, it, they're just going to pepper the guy. Mm-hmm. There's a direct correlation here. Oh. Frank Reich's back calling the plays again, and Adam Thielen gets just completely peppered with targets. Yeah. And it's a rookie quarterback that has one guy he trusts. Yeah. Uh, Puka Nakua, 5 for 70 in a touchdown. Well, we got another injury there with Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's so it's a low, Yeah, low ankle sprain, but uh, obviously that made things good for uh, Nakua. Cortland Sutton, 4 for 66, and another touchdown. He's had a good year. He's just catching touchdowns after touchdown. Mm-hmm. He's the number one there by far. It's yeah. not even close to being Judy. Uh, Debo Samuel had 3 for 63. Samaje Pirine had 7 for 60. Did he really? Yeah. I mean, he is the third down back. They but. used him quite a bit in that game, even mm-hmm. though Javante Williams still got a they lot of the carries. The great, yeah. They didn't run it great, but they they threw the ball to a Samaje P. Ryan a lot just mm-hmm. to move the football. You could see, you I could run the ball on your roster. I could see that happening this week against the Browns again too. Maybe, maybe just kind of an extension of the running game. Elijah Moore had six for sixty for the Browns. Yeah, a lot of short stuff and drops. Key, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jameer Gibbs had six for fifty nine. De- DeAndre time. Hopkins got in the end zone, but he had four for 59. They still rotate their receivers a ton. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Robinson, we mentioned him, seven for 58 in that game. 
That's a thing. I, Gibson's been out. Gibson's, Gibson's been out. Down back. Yeah. If, if Gibson's out. Robinson's borderline RB1. Yeah, if he's going to catch I mean, seven passes. He plays a lot of snaps. Carry the ball 20 times yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, then you had Logan Thomas with five for 58. Yeah. You know, he's, he's... He's had a good year. He's all right, yeah. Jerry Judy had five for 58. Uh, Donald Parham was another guy that we talked about on, on the fantasy segment. He had people picking him up Sunday morning. Four for 57. They were open. Yeah. Take they're, that from your pickup tight end. pass catchers. Saquon had four for 57 and two receiving touchdowns. So when you're looking at those numbers on DeVito, mm-hmm. remember that two of those were basically dump-offs to Saquon that Saquon scored on. If your trade deadline hasn't passed, are you moving him for something big right this minute just with no faith in the offense? I did. I know you did before. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, his stock went up. Obviously. Yeah, I think you could try to move him now and maybe get something for him. They're not mm-hmm. going to play Washington every week, though. That's exactly, the problem. Exactly. And then Njoku had seven for 56. He stinks. I mean, 15 targets. He's, he's just not somebody you can count on. He's the most inconsistent player. and was such a flash guy, you know, good with the ball in his hands, all that. But not all those passes were perfect, but he should have caught 12 balls. He should have, but he <laughs> didn't know? because he's David and Joku, yeah, exactly. and that's what he does. You can't count all over on the him. Place. All over you know, the place. people, well, you know, if David and Joku hadn't dropped those passes, that's been the, that's, uh, that's what he does. That's he's why been, he's David and Joku. He drops yeah. passes. I think and Joku is, that means, Drop passes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, I think he's just a highly inconsistent. I mean, he's account on physically a very freakish athlete. Yeah. But he drops passes. Yeah, he has good games and good plays, but he has drives you bonkers. Fantasy right? fool's gold. Yeah. Is what he but is. He's like a better fantasy in the world, real world. Well, yeah, because if you're going to get 15 targets for a tight end, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he should have caught 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. Yeah. Consistently. Obviously, yeah. that was a game plan. Get into Njoku. And let him run after the catch. Mm, and That's going to be their script the rest his, of the season. Absolutely. So, he, he's very fantasy worthy. He's yeah. frustrating. He's very frustrating. Um, yeah. But uh, those are the top performers this week, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Not a, not a ton on the waiver wire there this week that I look at. And no, say, I'm trying mm. to think of like a big injury or a guy coming back or any of that stuff. I think yeah. Jefferson will be back, but he's on waiver wire. Of course. <laughs> no, he right. better not be. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I bet the waiver wire is real thin. Yeah, I tried to uh, pry Jefferson off the owner in our league. Mm-hmm. Uh, made him a legit offer of Ayuk, and um, there's another solid receiver. You told me it was Ayuk, and so he did. He had no. He had. He he had because of bye weeks. Jefferson was in his starting lineup. He thought he was coming back. As we thought he was coming back. Right. So Saturday, when it kind of announced that I, he's not coming back, I made him an offer. And said, I'll, g- I'll give you, I think it was Ayuk and Ridley, maybe. It was. That's who you said yeah. before. Right? Ayuk and Somebody Ridley. was solid. Somebody very startable. And he's, no, no, no. Well, he's, he was two and eight. And you said he ended up starting like Robert Woods or something. Yeah, terrible. he picked up, picked up a, you know, just two guys off the waiver wire. And, well, that didn't work out. So I tell you exactly who he started here. Like, I, I can understand, hey, I've been waiting on Jefferson. I don't want I get to trade him, of course. But if you have to win that week. You can't throw two receivers out in your lineup that are. And you were two and eight. You had to win that week. week I mean, it's just save your season. He's got sixty-eight point five points right now. Sixty-eight. I mean, if he had Ayuk and Ridley, he'd be probably winning. Yeah. Why couldn't I have played him this week? Uh, (laughs) Instead, he started. uh, Where's he at here? KJ Osborne. Ouch. And Robert Woods. And Robert Woods. Yuck. Yeah, I mean, in a bubble, I can see I'm never trading Jefferson, but when you're that situation, you can give me two starters for him. Yeah. you got to do it. Soon to be two and nine, and he's season's over. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's done. So, anyways, 
Let's get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, um, if you're Mike Tomlin this week, Mm -hmm. are are you making any changes in what you're doing? Um... Well, Minko returns. Does that have a ripple effect on defense of what you're doing? I don't know. I, I might not get real creative with him and just leave him in deep middle, just saying we don't want Chase or Higgins to get free, Minka. Let's make sure that you just play goalie, and we'll be aggressive and put heavy boxes to try to stop mixing and come after the young quarterback. I'm sure you're poking more for offense, though. <laughs> Just in in general, I mean, yeah. I, you know, what what do you what do you you know people, you know, anytime the Steelers lose a game, well, are they gonna they gonna fire this guy or, or change guy, that bench right. that guy, whatever it may be. Fryermuth didn't run a lot of routes, but it's his first game back, and you often see that where the first game back is, isn't the high participant. Hayward only played like forty some snaps when he came off IR. I'd love to get Fryermuth more involved in his lack of targets for the well, year. Well, this is a, this is a team that, that that could happen. Yeah, I was thinking that as Cincinnati well. Cincinnati is dead last, or at least was going into last week. Um, like against tight end production. Against tight end production. Yeah. yeah, and their linebackers are fine, but they have two new safeties. And either way, tight ends are putting up numbers against these guys. As are running backs. As are running backs. I mean, more middle of the field passing, I think, needs to happen. Complete more passes, but how does that happen? I think Noah Field's part of those things. <laughs> complete more passes. Complete, complete more, more passes, passes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I'm making wholesale changes, though. Like, personnel-wise, I'm not doing anything different. They're, they're 6-4 and four right now, and people are – again, I said, said this after last week's game. They're 6-3 and three after that game, and people are acting like they were 3-6. and six. I know. You're 6-4. and four. I understand. How you've gotten here has not been – the ideal way to do it. No, it's not been the smoothest sailing, of course. But I, I'm not... The I'm, hatred after the negativity, hatred's a big word, but negativity after yesterday's game has me a little shocked. It's kind of reached a crescendo here. Like, yeah, I want like, changes and I want them now. Right. Like, What do you think's going to change at this point? Ten games into a season. Like, I'm not saying they played well yesterday as a team or certainly as a passing game. But didn't we expect that game? 100%. I mean, like, Denver's going to deal with the exact same thing against Cleveland next week, and it's going to go similar. Except they won't do it at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Well, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> Which kind of makes a difference. It does. Yeah, I, I just don't know what was unexpected about yesterday's game. I, I don't uh, like... Uh, I heard stuff. Well, Dan Moore stinks. He needs to be out there. He's playing against Miles freaking Garrett. Yeah. Why do you, nobody? Garrett's better than Moore. Nobody wants to give the Browns any credit. And I get it. It's the Browns. Uh, of course, they're the hated Browns. They're the little brother. You should crush them. They have a backup quarterback. That defense is phenomenal. I, I mean, they are fast. Yeah. A, a couple of the Steeler media folks that don't watch the rest of the league and concentrate have, have kind of like reached out or, or I've talked to or like. 
Miles Garrett's better than I thought. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's really freaking good. Yeah. He's like one of the best players in the league. I mean, he's probably he's on a Hall of Fame pace. He's phenomenal. Yes. This is this is what the yardage that that the Browns have allowed at home this even this okay. season. One forty two to Cleveland and or to Cincinnati in the opener. That was bad Burrow, but still, it's one hundred forty two yards. One hundred forty two yards. Ninety uh, ninety four total yards to the Titans. Ninety-four, two ninety-six to the Ravens, but that was the, you know if you remember that's the game that Dorian taught. He kept they, the they still didn't get the three hundred, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. They, what was the final score of that game? Uh, Twenty-eight to three. Yes, I know it wasn't close. But it wasn't close because Cleveland turned the ball over three times. Yeah, and, and DTR was yeah. bad. Uh, the Forty Niners had two hundred fifteen yards. I bet Baltimore and San Fran are top five offenses in the league right now. Yeah. The Cardinals had 58 yards. <laughs> 58 yards. So they've held three teams, or two teams, under 100 total yards in games at home. They've held two other teams, another team under 200 yards of total offense. They held the 49ers to 215 at home. Yeah, that Niners accomplishment is really something, too. They've given up this season. I mean, Arizona and Tennessee ended up with like 130 yards combined. Yeah. <laughs> Yards. 3, 3, 28, 17, and nothing. And the Steelers scored 10 yesterday. You're talking about points. Yeah. Okay. The one game where somebody scored points against them was the previous DTR start when he didn't know he was going to start the game until an hour. Now, again, I said last week, I'm not going to talk out of both sides of my yeah, mouth yeah, here, yeah. that he you know, he wasn't expected to start that game. They expected Watson to start. over his head. But they did. Yeah. They did have time to again negate that they didn't. They didn't put him in situations where he could turn the football over in this game. Mm-hmm. They played it very much. It should have been very, very. I mean, he was very generous with the football in that first. Oh game. my God! Yes. I mean, like we talked about. Merrill but it, Lodge that about game it. yesterday again. I, there's no. The Steelers were expecting the Browns to do anything offensively possible. Wildcat, whatever oh, you know, ends arounds, stuff, all yeah. that stuff because they've lived through that. Mm-hmm. Twenty, they, just, you know, Mike Tomlin coached through that in the 2019 season. They practiced against the Wildcat last week. Yeah, they didn't just oh, hey, look, they're in the Wildcat. It's this wasn't, you know, Pitt, uh, Pitt a couple weeks ago with, when Pat Narduzzi when they were playing uh, Syracuse and Syracuse comes out with the with the Wildcat with their tight end at quarterback and they're running all over Pitt and Narduzzi comes out at halftime and says we weren't expecting that. The Steelers expected all these these kind of things because they knew. Cleveland knew that, hey, we got to do whatever we can to protect the quarterback. Positive thing possible, yeah. I mean, like, if you can put Ben in a five-step drop throwing strikes to Antonio Brown, you don't run Wildcat in no. ends arounds and flea flickers and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When you have Duck, you do. <laughs> when you have Duck, you do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it, the 10 points that the Steelers scored against Cleveland yesterday mm-hmm. were the third most points they've given up at home this the season. Yeah, and <laughs> it did seem like a brutal environment. It's a brutal defense that I can 100% attest to. Ten points isn't enough against anybody. It's not enough. I, I, I understand. Steel curtain out I there, understand. It's not enough. I mean, I get that. But I do think some context is important. Then I think you just laid some out yeah. there. You know? Now, they got to go to Denver and to the Rams the next two weeks. They're not going to be able to pre- – no, they may get a bunch of fans at the Rams game. I don't know mm-hmm. uh, if they'll get a bunch of Browns fans in Los Angeles – uh, but they're not going to be hard to play against. It's not like they stink on the road, right? I mean, still, so, yeah, right. Very, very I mean, defense. it's but if you look at their big yardage games that they've given up, 
they've been on the road. You know, they they lost to the Steelers. It was only 255 yards that they gave up, but their offense couldn't function, no, right. even with Watson. Uh, then they gave up 456 to the Colts on the road. Hmm. They gave up 362 to the Seahawks on the road. They gave up 306 last week to the Ravens on the road. Hmm. I didn't realize the trends were that strong. I didn't either when I was looking at all that stuff because they played so many. The quarterback situation kind of muddied up everything in Mm -hmm. terms of who they've played at quarterback. I mean, that game against the Cardinals, Arizona didn't have an NFL quarterback. Yeah, that was the Clayton Toon game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm it's to think what the Tennessee situation was. Tannehill stinks. That was Tannehill. That yeah. was not Levis. That no, was a while back. Okay, yeah. I don't know if he got hurt in that game. That was, that's what I was I think he, too. I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, that might have been the game he didn't finish. But they had something to do with that too. Right, and they're hitting him right. So, you know those those home road splits for for Cleveland's defense are real. They're very strong. Yeah, and you can kind of tell why by the environment yesterday. Yeah, and. It's a great defense. I mean, there's just no way around that. But complete more passes. Complete more passes. Find yeah, ways to complete we're passes. Not ducking away from the the elephant in the room. No, no, not one. You can't. You can't throw for 77 yards. Can't. Yeah. Even I mean, when you run for 172, which yeah. again is the most the or the the Browns have allowed this season. I mean, Pickett needed that last throw that was desperate Stanford Hail Mary ish type throw to get to 100. Yeah, that's yeah, it's not going to cut it. And there were again, there were open guys. There were open. Guys. There were open guys on the field, and he just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, now maybe the, uh, you know their pass rush, I'm sure, had something to do with that. Of course. Of course. Um, and I didn't think the protection was good. I thought the blitz pickup was bad. I thought the yeah. protection was bad. I don't know if the receivers were bad. I mean, I know the pass offense was bad. I don't know if the pass catchers were though. We didn't get to see enough of that's it to what find I was out. Say. I'd like to. You need to know that answer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean that that shouldn't be an incomplete. Grade. When people are talking about miscommunications, and that's mm-hmm. been the key word. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, somebody said it. You know, we had some miscommunications, and it looked like there was a few of those. It, it does, and pe- everybody's well. You know, the receivers and the quarterback got to get on the same page. Deontay Johnson's on social media today talking about I ran what I was supposed to run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. I, I. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. In, I don't know what the plays you never were. Know that. I mean, you if just you're a don't know. Sitting there watching every tape, you don't know where the miscommunication is. But you learn trends. Yeah. And you usually blame the young guy. <laughs> you know, when in doubt, because of the other guy has a long history of being in the right place at the right time. I will say, and I think you put this in your ten thoughts, because I think it's one thing that is true is if Deontay Pickens, whomever is supposed to run an out versus cover two or an in versus cover three. You know, an option route, yeah. which many, many are, and the communication is poor. The quarterback always looks horrible. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's like, boy, he missed him by a mile. Well, he thought he was breaking the other way. Yeah. You know, so, again, that's a bad play by the pass offense and very well could have been a bad play by the quarterback. But if it wasn't, he gets the heat for it, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be Marino or Ben or whoever. Wow, that was a terrible throw. Why was that picked? Well, because the guy didn't run the right The guy didn't around. run, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you just don't know. Don't just assume that this guy was wrong or that guy. We don't know. We don't. We don't know. Maybe, maybe. There was a lot wrong. You know, uh, maybe Mike Tomlin tells us more. Yeah, we, this that was on this. Or maybe Kenny Pickett comes out on Wednesday and said, yeah, I just, I that was on me. Yeah. I, You know, 
Uh, but I the cover wrong, or I thought he was yeah. doing this, or right. That stuff happens. All he, he did time. admit after the game they expected the Browns, who had run about fifty-five percent man-to-man defense mm-hmm. this year. Well, they flipped that. They yeah. ran fifty-five percent zone defense in this game. That means they still were, you know, in man-to-man defense forty-five percent of the say, time. Was it ninety ten? No. <laughs> and actually, Bill Barnwell put something out today too. He's like. And Kenny's numbers versus man were really were bad. awful. They were awful. <laughs> they were awful. So, okay, they still ran man coverage a lot, and you didn't do anything good against it. So, that shouldn't blow you away. It's not like you've never seen zone before. You. And this is why you know I I, I asked uh, a player in the locker room after the game. We were just talking, um, and I said, "Did you guys switch up to more man in the second half? You being the Steelers? Steelers? Yeah. I bet the answer is yes." No. No? Okay. He said, no, we, we did it about as much as we normally do. <clears throat> he said the difference is, I mean, we played tighter. That's it. They were closer to the line of scrimmage. We played tight. We yeah. didn't, you know, we didn't drop our zones as deep. He said a lot of times our zones look like man because they're matchup zones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, when, when when you're looking at these man zone split stuff and that, this team it's plays a man, little foggy. you just don't know exactly. Know. Like the Steelers, for all we know, they could be... 100% zone, but if you're playing a matchup zone, it looks like man. I know. So, to pull the curtain back, one of the things I use and we reference a lot is this research packet that comes directly from the NFL. You know, I mean, it's it's not some website that we sort of trust or yeah. even DVOA or things that we cite. I mean, it's from the NFL with their logo on it that comes to the Steelers and gets to us. And I still always hesitate Man versus zone stuff. Yeah. Because I just don't 100%. And I guarantee, in, like, if you, you know? look at all the different websites or packets that, mm-hmm. that, that chart that stuff, you'll get a different number Sometimes in every you get single one. Numbers. Right. So, should we then be surprised when young quarterbacks struggle trying to figure out if they're in man or zone? That's kind of where That's I was going with this right, whole thing. Right. Like, the Steelers' defensive staff knows the numbers. Yeah. They're right. The other, they're not right on the opponents, even. Yeah, right. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, that, that looked like it might have been man, but right. you know, Pickett talked about the— Or half-field man, half-the-field zone. Like, what's NFL giving us? Yeah. You can run box and one stuff. You know, like, if it's—if I have to put—if they snap the ball and seven seconds later the play's over and I have to say this goes into man or this goes into zone, I'd be wrong a lot. Yeah. A lot. Or it should go somewhere in between. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, people say, well, I can't believe the Steelers weren't expecting that. Well, they didn't switch it up all that much. Now, they may have, mm-hmm. Pickett said, well, they inverted their safeties and things of that nature. I know Schwartz is great at that stuff. He's, yeah, uh, you're, uh, you're going to see things that yeah. you probably didn't see before on tape. Yeah. These are teams that know each other well. You're going to do stuff differently. Do you think no, – nobody talks about, well, the, the Browns really – I guess they didn't expect that run out of the Steelers to start the second half. Like, mm-hmm. there's a 74-yard touchdown. There was obviously a breakdown there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, like, example – one of the most common coverages is cover two man. Yes. Not just Tampa cover two, cover two man, where five defenders are in charge of five skill guys with two safeties over the top playing zone. They're playing zone. And a yeah. four-man rush. What bucket does that go into? I have no idea. I mean, if you watch, a, <laughs> if, a, if McCaffrey goes in motion and Landon Roberts goes with him and plays man, he's playing man. He's playing man, but the but two skills over yeah. the top playing zone. Yeah. Or even if it's single, yeah. you know, if you're playing cover one, cover one robber like that, yeah. And the safeties, you get the, still get the deep safety, but then the other safeties in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. He's playing zone. Is everybody else playing? I don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's variations too. And cover six 
is a combination of cover four plus cover two, where half the field is man, half right. the field zone, or half the field's playing cover. Or, I'm sorry, half the field plays cover four, half the field plays cover two. Two plus four is six. Yeah. It's just not a six man shell, but it's all zone ish unless somebody runs past your zone and you turn with them and go up. The you got to go. You're playing man with them at that point. Yeah. So even though it comes from the NFL, I'm always a little hesitant of. Yes, I'll be like, it's a heavy man team or it's a heavy zone team, but I, I'm never like, it's gospel. I, I have a hard time just putting a stamp on that. And yet we expect a quarterback, young quarterbacks, I don't care, you know, mm-hmm. to decipher that within a split second. Yeah, that's the awfulness of playing that position. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, learning these coverages is really hard, and sometimes it's there's no tells. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the you know, Put it to, so yet in yesterday's game, forty-year-old Ben Roethlisberger would have struggled against what they were doing with their pass, with the way their pass rush was getting there. Now maybe well, he, I was to say he'd know the coverage. He'd know the coverage, yeah, yeah, yeah. but can he get it? There, can he right. get it? You know, can he escape some of the pressure that was there? Can he do you know so, right. yeah, some of those things? You almost need that perfect, you know, a, a quarterback with five or six years experience mm-hmm. who's seen all this stuff. And then like still, Mahomes is there now. Burrow's that's where Mahomes now. is at. Right, yeah, right, right, right. it right. take there's a there's a learning curve to play that position. And when the free rusher comes, I can get out of the way. Yeah, you know, like Ben's going to crumble at the end. Yeah, like, there's yeah. just there just is it's a, you know and and so and of course there was a time in Ben's career where he had that those axes hit. Yeah, you know, right. And I mean we've seen that when the Steelers defense was at what is at its apex, mm-hmm. they would feast on these young quarterbacks like that. Oh, there's a reason Tomlin and Belichick and these guys have yeah. success against young quarterbacks. It's so hard. that's why the league. That's why one of the many reasons scoring's down in the league right now. Yeah, because there are so many young, so quarterbacks, many young quarterbacks, and they can't decipher these things as quickly mm-hmm. as a, a, a true veteran. So. And the, I will give the Browns credit they they allowed their young quarterback not to sit there and hold the ball and have yeah. to deal with it as much. He got it out quick, 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 and had a lot of first. First read throws, I'm yeah. sure, a ton of them. And even at that, he, he, he struggled mightily in the second yeah, half. Yeah. Mightily and in the second half. And there still was a lot of smoke and mirrors and mumbo-jumbo in the first half as well. Yeah. But it worked. It worked. we got to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, Steeler fans, gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, and custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. Matt, uh, we got a few more minutes here to talk about this uh, game on Sunday against mm-hmm. the Browns before we put that to a bed for the rest of the week and move on to Cincinnati. Have to. Short week, man. Short week. Just like the players. Yeah. You got to get, get moving. As uh, Matt said, we won't have a show on Thanksgiving. We do want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving here. Hope everybody has a safe and happy uh, holiday. Uh, and then we are off also on Friday because uh, it's Black Friday, can't uh, sure can't do a show on Black Friday. Uh, but uh, so we got a couple of days to talk about the game upcoming games against the Bengals. But uh, first, uh, our final thoughts here on the game against the Browns, and I think uh, we both agree that the Steelers need to complete more passes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, even short ones. 
Any any variety you'll do. Short fine. ones, long ones, mid, in the middle. Yeah, preferably down the field, middle of the field, of course. I, I really thought one of my uh, one of my three guarantees going into yesterday's game, George Pickens over under was nineteen and a half yards. Really on DraftKings, and I went. I, he's going to catch something. He had four catches for one hundred twenty four yards against him the first time. Now one of them was a seventy yarder, yeah, but that right, still right, means right, right. his other three catches went for sixty plus yards. I also think he's very good at football. He's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. And they didn't even they didn't try any. They just didn't happen. No. It's not not from lack of him running deep. No, right, right, right. They did that, but they didn't throw it. Yeah. And when you get him one-on-one, I think you have to go that way a high percentage of the time. That seems to be falling away. We've seen him run out of the slot, in breakers. He's good at them. Slants. I think he's a, become a very good slant receiver. I mean, he was mostly a go route guy as a rookie. I think he's got a more diverse route tree, and he's running the routes. It's not like the plays aren't being called for him. They just need to throw it his way more and complete more passes. And complete more passes would yeah. be good too. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, that would be what they might need. They might want to do that against the uh, Bengals this week. Um, <laughs> Better pass protection would sure help. I mean, there's yeah. more to it than just letting the ball go to open receivers. But it, it needs to get better. It has to. But I feel pretty good overall. I mean, there were questions going into this game: how will the Steelers hold up at inside linebacker? Mm-hmm. I think that's that kind of better than expected. That, that's kind of been answered. Safety um, too. Yeah. I mean, what were, what were they going to do with safety? Right. You know, you get a, you get guys that come out there and, and make plays for you. Uh, you know, at, at that mm-hmm. position um, that were on your practice squad. So I, I feel pretty good about where the defense is at, yeah. despite the losses. But you got to complete more passes. Would be yeah. Good. Yeah. That'd be complete good more start. passes. Side note, I still think the young guys, the rookies, are playing well. You know, I mean, it's Benton had another good performance. Boy, he he did. He really did, yeah. Uh, Porter, I thought, had a really tough assignment and did fine. Same with Broderick Jones. I mean, he had a really tough assignment and did fine, you know. I mean, as well as Washington. Did you see, by the way, on the touchdown run, the 74-yard touchdown run, Broderick Jones pulls out to get out on the edge to block mm-hmm. the edge. Denzel Ward ran from him like he was the boogeyman. <laughs> like Michael Myers chasing <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. yeah. He I wanted nothing to do. Good on that. Yeah. He's only about 120 pounds heavier than me. I, I don't Runs blame like him. Deer, right? but, but your job is not to run away from him either. <laughs> it doesn't help the cause. But I honestly have no worries about the run game. I have massive worries about the pass game. I have moderate concerns about the defense, but all in all, I think you can win with that defense. Yeah. Especially if you get more splash from the front. Um, it's been two kind of two weeks in a row that the defensive front hasn't been real splashy. But I also think they were very concerned about keeping Love in the pocket because they want him to throw downfield. Yeah. And he did, did it better than he usually does. And they both were really good running quarterbacks. I think they want to keep those two. Keep them in the pocket. They, they, they kind of had a rush plan to keep those guys from running more. And plus, when you start throwing the ball in two seconds, you just don't have time to get home. You don't. And frankly, you see times where Watt and Highsmith were more concerned about disrupting passing lanes than pass rushing. Yeah. Even if they don't block me, I can't get there in two seconds. Right. So right. I'm just going to stand here and try to, you know, you yeah. saw Watt just stop and go, okay, I'm going to read the quarterback's eyes. Mm-hmm. If he throws this way, I'm going to try to get my hands Make up. Make a play and maybe turn and run and hit, you know, hit yeah. the, the receiver. So. so I'm not worried about the defensive front, but it has been too quiet games by their standards for the front. Yeah. There will be bigger games mm-hmm. moving coming down the line for those. Bengals line's not great either. Bengals, oh, yeah. yeah. TJ Watt this week against Williams. Williams, right. Uh, their line's rough. Yeah, that's going to be. I assume be a... they'll try to drive the ball down the field more. It's not going to be two seconds 
No, you know, Jason no. Higgins and those guys. Yeah, right? so that's not what they do. It's not what they do, and they're they'll play it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, so for my partner Matt Williamson, for uh, Justin Miller here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.